Welcome to another episode of the 9 to 5 Casual Podcast. If you're new to our podcast, this is a platform where we discuss with entrepreneurs and young professionals on the rise. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Spotify at 9 to 5 Casuals. Welcome, Shalal Shusan, who is the Technical Account Manager at Microsoft. We welcome you. Thanks, guys. Hey, Thanks for Shola. having me. How's everyone doing today? Good, good, good. Good, good. good. Everyone glad ex- to be here. Glad to be here? Yeah. yeah. How's everyone's weekend? It was busy. It's a busy one. It was busy. It was very busy. <laughs> Anything exciting happen? Washing, power washing the patio and oh, the wow. driveway. Power washing the patio, wow. Yes. That sounds very did exciting. Did you do it or you pay someone? Oh, we did it. <laughs> I mean, you have to save, so that's good. So is it expensive enough. to do? Like if you pay someone? No, funny enough, we didn't even check. We just went, we know we could rent the power washer at Home Depot, yeah. so we just went to get it. But Smart. the funny thing is, we went to the first Home Depot and we got one that we got the small one. When we turned it on, we're doing it. We're like, oh, <laughs> it's not, not going to work. Yeah. Then we called Home Depot to say, "Come on, is there like is there like a better is there a setting one?" And they say, "Yes, go to this other." Did he tell Depot. you that the first time? <laughs> oh, they didn't say. So we went and we got the big one, and you could tell the difference. So yeah, that's what we spent the whole day. So doing. the whole driveway. Yeah, the whole driveway. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. How about you, Nanila? Well, I didn't do much this weekend, but last week I took and passed my AWS Solutions. Ooh, I saw that. Congrats. 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 Thank you. I'm waiting for the gifts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, when, when you get the job promotion, yes. we're waiting we'll, for. We'll celebrate with right. you. Yeah. I well, think she should take us out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, after, the new job comes. You're making the big right. bucks now, after right? Corona. Okay. <laughs> That's my line. It's later. <laughs> Hey, 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 don't worry, I take still, that back. I take that back. We're recording, so at least that promise is, is on the record now. Right. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to hold her to it. Like on episode <laughs> three, Cindy's, you said. So you can't Victor, take it back. No, 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 no. You can't take that back. All right. Okay. Is that yeah. okay? Is it an atmosphere? <laughs> what about you, Indidi? What you Nothing. Been up to? Um, I've just been chilling, you know, this corona. So. What, is, what is chilling? Yeah. That um, sounds suspicious. How? Chilling. <laughs> no, I'm just low key, you know, chilling at home, you know. That's, how's the dog? She's good. Yeah, okay. She's big. okay. Yeah, she's doing good. Well, um, I do, I'm just going to open with a question. So, uh, Shola, how was it? How was the transition from Nigeria here to the U.S.? Oh, wow. Going straight into it. Yeah, let's just get <laughs> um, into it. Nigeria to the U.S. So, born and raised in Nigeria, um, Surulere, Lagos. Mm, so, I, I did under I did uh, primary school and secondary school in Nigeria. So, I went to school in Surulere uh, for primary school. It's called Sunny Fields. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me. I know it. <laughs> really? I, I grew up in Surulere. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Masha. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So went to Sunny Fields for primary school and then for secondary school, I went to Trinity International yep. College in Oakland State. Uh, some of the best times of my life, I guess. Um, the transition coming from Nigeria to... There's a lot of culture shock. A lot of culture. It's, it's, so here's the thing. I, I, I always came to America for, not always, but for a lot of summers I spent in uh, America. My mom had a house here, so we would always come here for um, oh, okay. Okay. for summers. And so I was already used to the culture, but actually living, it, it, it's just two different things. I, I can't remember if there's any specific uh, incident that has happened that, 
But I just remember, like, you know, just being, oh, let me tell you what happened. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, so on, on campus, on campus, on campus. So, you know how Nigerians are um, heavily influenced by the British, right? right? And British people always dress up and all of that. So, on campus, me and my twin brother. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> So, me and my twin brother were like, we'll always like dress oh, wait, up you to. Have a twin brother? I do have a twin brother, yeah. Really? So, family of. I grew up in a family of six kids. I'm the last of the six. I'm, oh, wow. I'm the second twin. Uh, so I have a twin brother. He lives in Canada. Great okay. guy. So if you ever find, if you ever see someone that looks like me and doesn't say hi to you, it's probably my twin brother. Okay. Are you guys identical? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, no, I'll, I'll do a challenge after this to see if you guys can tell the difference. Yes, oh, let's boy. do that. But, but yes, 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 the deal, though. I tell people, if I show you a picture of both of us, you have to tell the difference. If you get it wrong then I'll never speak to you again. Really? And then if you get it right, we can be friends for life. Oh, okay. maybe, maybe, there's, maybe there's a big mark or something that, that's no, why no, you're me, so sure that we're going to know. So me and my twin brother are very, very identical. Like my mom for a very long time. Oh, you guys, Frank. Yeah. 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 So tell, us, that. tell us that story, please. I want to hear the story. The campus the campus So yeah, story. so uh, we always um, dress normal, wear jeans and like sneakers and a t-shirt to class and somebody walked us walked up to us one day why are you always dressed up <laughs> all the time that's because everybody wears sweatpants yes. slides all of that so i was like i'm not dressed i'm actually going to class i don't know yeah. i don't know about you but dress up like so that was one of the biggest culture shock that was that happened but the transition wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad so I mean, I went to Texas Tech for undergrad. Okay. I studied industrial engineering. Mm-hmm. And also, I think a, the year after, I did my master's in data science. So um, it was, it wasn't, the transition was just like very revealing mm-hmm. to see how people that grew up in two different um places or two different situations, how they go about life and how they go about college. Because I found that a lot of uh, people that were international, they were very serious about their studies. Mm-hmm. Of course. And some other yeah, people were just like, you know, having <laughs> having the time of their life in college. Party. So, um, but uh, transition wasn't too bad. So, yeah. I'm curious, were you in a dorm or like in a apartment, campus apartment? I never got an apartment until I think the two... Two years of my, so I did about six years in school. The two years, the last two years mm-hmm. is when I got an apartment off campus. And then the last year I got a house um, mm-hmm. um, off campus. Um, but I always roomed with my twin brother. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, like, I always, I, I could, even, even my, I could not room with anybody else. I, I did for a little bit and I don't think the guy liked me. But <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you didn't like the guy or the guy didn't so, like you? So, yes, 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 Yeah, so here's the thing. Um, even my twin brother doesn't like living with me. So oh. yeah. it's kind of like I get to things when I get to them. You, you can't okay, really so tell me when to get to them. Can you tell that he's the common denominator here? Yeah. yeah so then yeah, it's yeah, a you thing. I never said it was. I never said it wasn't. I never said it wasn't. I like your honesty. I never said it wasn't. More than one person. You have to really look at yourself, you know? But yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what what would you say kept you motivated? Because you know you're new in school in a different country, your family is in there. Because you didn't have any family. Just I brother, did, right? I did. So had- yeah, so my twin brother was there. My uh, my older brother, uh, who's directly older oh, okay. than me, uh, he was in school as well. So um, we're all in tech. 
my cousin was there as well and so we had this little family just little oh, family yeah. and then i met um my cousin introduced me to her friends and those are my best of friends yeah. to this very day so um i had a good support system uh, when i transitioned but ask a question again though something so yeah what kept you grounded and motivated basically so, during your time there for the most part it's having an end goal right mm-hmm. the thing about it is that like i feel like people go to college and they think that college is the rest of their life it really is not it is four years out of think about it if if you die at 60 it's four years out of 60 years that you lived mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so the the big thing that really dawned on me was that like there's a life after college right so um it, it kept me motivated in the sense of I had to like really show value for the time spent yeah. in that four years afterwards, and then uh, <laughs> when I first when I first um, got to campus, I I had a lot of I started with a lot of majors. So I started with electrical and computer <laughs> that science. Was me. Yeah, I started with electrical and computer science because I thought I was like I liked math, I liked physics, and I thought I like you know I had the biggest brain in the world. <laughs> I realized real quick that <laughs> I realized real quick that was not it. <laughs> And so I I dropped my major from um, electrical and computer to just electrical, and then I was like, nope, I'm not, not I'm not doing. It. I really respect anyone that has electrical engineering degree. I really respect it <laughs> a lot. Like I have a very funny story. About it. <laughs> and so like I was gonna do math because it, I always knew that if I didn't understand anything in the world, I understood math. One plus one is always gonna equals two, and I can put my trust in that. Okay. So. Um, I always, <laughs> I always liked math. So, and then I called my dad. I told my dad, like, "Daddy, um, yeah, I'm about to change my major to be a math major." He's like, "Okay, mm. just make sure that any major you do, you have to be able to you you, you can actually work with it." Yeah, I was like, yeah, "That's true." Come to find out that my mom actually studied like a math. She did actuarial science, oh, which okay. is kind of like almost math. So I'm like. I don't know where the shade was there, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, I studied uh, industrial engineering and I really wished I started with it from the start, mm-hmm. but um, I'm glad I ended up discovering it. So for me, it was making sure that, and then, so I had this dream or this goal, and I guess maybe that was for every international student is that, you know, to stay in America as long as I can. Yeah. Like, that was the goal. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That was yeah. so I came to this country to stay as long as I can. <laughs> so in order for me to achieve that goal, I had to have a good degree mm-hmm. that would enable me to get a job mm-hmm. that would eventually, from that job, I could get like a H-1B. Yes. From the H-1B is a, is a visa that, you know, companies file for you to work. Yeah. And then from there, if they really like you, they like, you know, file for you to have a permanent residency. Really? So, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's the, the journey of an international student is, like, is, oh, is really? very intense. It's very intense. Really? Very. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so the, the goal was always to stay. By I was like, they're going to drag me out of this country. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the goal was always to stay. And so having that in the back of your mind, you know, you can't really afford to make a lot of mistakes yeah. or right. you can't really afford to slip on certain things. So um, 
I had to be on it with my GPA. I yes. had to be on it with uh, job application. And your I parents were also paying for your yeah, tuition. Yeah, when you think about right? the sacrifices yeah. they're making no, from a foreign no. country. Because like, I don't like, tuition, so you know, I spend the no. international oh. tuition. So, so, there's, so there's three. So there's the the in out of the, the in state, out of state, and international. International, international pays like <laughs> triple what yeah. this is. So let me, tell, let me tell you. Oh, we have waivers. We got like waivers, scholarships. I, I don't know I, if you I, had I those. Not I, got, I, I was, got I wasn't smart like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got one. But, um, so let me tell you a funny story. My, my, me and my cousin, um, my family friend cousin, um, she, we went to the same um, summer program and her classes were like $50 um, per credit hour. So if she was doing a three credit hour class, it was $150. Mm-hmm. Mine was $150 for every credit, uh, every credit hour class. So three it was three times as much. Yep. So you think about that. Um, and this is Nigerians, like, you know, the dollar to... Uh, Naira. Yeah, Naira. It's, exactly. it's, not, it's not a funny conversion. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's not, it's not funny stuff. When you start doing the mathematics, you're like, wow. Nigerian, you came out real quick. People will say dollar to one. <laughs> dollar is expensive. So um, it's, it's, my mom, my, my parents sacrificed a lot. It wasn't until I grew up and I, and I started seeing, or I started affording my own lifestyle yeah, and stuff. No. That it's like I don't even know how. Were you guys? Were you people stealing? Like, how, did, how did you do this? <laughs> how, how did people um, do this? So it's like I really like these days. I my mom sacrificed a lot. I see and I'm like, wow. I don't. I don't. Because yes, yes, perspective, right? We're six kids. We all went to undergrad and masters. We all have our masters. So that's six different colleges. Wow. We're all international. My everyone schooled in. Um, everyone but my older, my the eldest um, schooled in America. So all five of us wow. went to undergrad and masters in America. Wow! And then the eldest, he schooled in London. And even London conversion is still London. not, is still not, <laughs> is still not cheap. So essentially, you really appreciate um, parents that were yeah. able to sacrifice. Yeah. So there's almost nothing that like my mom or my dad will ask me for today that, that like do. I wouldn't find a way to get it done. So yeah. Yeah, so transition and, you know, what kept me motivated is, you know, staying. I, I just want to, I like, I like this country. <laughs> so building, building a life here. Yeah, but, but then again, even when he talks about his family, he's the last of six. Yeah. And it looks like in the Shusong family, there is this trajectory. They have like this unwritten law that everybody <laughs> goes to the US, they do yeah. undergrad, yes. they do their yeah. masters. So as the last child in a Nigerian yeah. home, like you have, you <laughs> can't, you, you gotta follow that step. line. Yeah. So my big brother, it's funny, like, you know, my parents never told me what to go study. Okay. They never said you have to study engineering. They never said you have to study. Like the only thing my dad ever said is make sure you get a degree that you can actually yeah. use. Marketable. That, that, that's important. all he said. He didn't say go study this or go study that. But um, I think we are three engineers, an accountant, um, an economist, um, business analyst, and then also my sister studied um, public health. So okay. my one of my big sisters, very smart. She's uh, like. She's she's one of the smartest girls I've ever met in my life. Wow. And Excuse me, what? What? I'm smart. Yeah, but I'm Calm talking down. about my, I'm talking about my sister. <laughs> I'm talking about my sister. Relax. <laughs> so, so she was always she was always a goal that my parents always used mm-hmm. for for me to keep, and you know that kept me motivated. As well. And she she kept me motivated as well. She's. She's she's on it. <laughs> so, um, how did your undergrad and masters pave 
your way um, to getting this great opportunity with Microsoft? Um, so I'll tell you something that my sister, oh, when I tell, I tell young professionals, I tell people that are in college, uh, my sister told me something that she doesn't even remember. This is the funniest thing. We had a conversation about it. She doesn't remember telling me. But she told me, um, whatever you do, make sure, she was talking in the, in the sense of you know, applying for jobs. Whatever, whenever you apply, make sure they don't tell you no because of you. Okay. Make sure that it's on them. In the sense of maybe they don't um, accept international students okay. for that job role. It could be that the company doesn't pay for it or whatever the case may be. Make sure that you build yourself in such a way that you know they, nobody can really say no to you. So that was one thing that was always at the forefront of my mind is that, like, like I said, my goal was to stay in America. So I had to get a good job, good GPA. Mm-hmm. And so for me... I was always networking and I like, you know, making sure you have the right, making sure you have the right friends. I'm not, I mean, you can't really tell your friends future, but you know, surrounding yourself around the right people. Mm -hmm. Um, But specifically to how my majors contributed to it. I think like, you know, the journey of engineering changed the way I thought. So, I said that, like, you know, I studied computer science and electrical engineering, at least for a semester. The classes I took changed the way I, I thought. There was, I think there was a logic class that I took that is like if and statement. So uh-huh. if this uh, if this happens, do, do this, this. right? Like so literally, I could be driving and I'm just seeing that all these creations we have in life has some type of logic back behind it. Uh-huh. And so you see that, like, you know, even uh, a, uh, what's this thing called? Uh, the lights, the, the light, uh, traffic lights, right? Mm-hmm. I, every time I say traffic, I'm like, there is a logic behind, behind. this that it says turn green, turn red, turn yellow, right? There's logic behind it. So all of that, I would say that's why I don't regret changing majors or the journey I had. All of that contributed into um, me getting the job. But I would say, I would say like, you know, it was more of my resume than just my major that actually... Um, got me where I am. So here's the thing. Like like I said, I was an inter- I'm an international student, and essentially, I didn't get a lot of internships. It was very interesting. It was very painful because I would coach my friends on how to get jobs. And I would literally <laughs> tell them like, go into the interview, say this, say this, say this, say this, and they will get the job. I'll go for the same job interview. You I, I want to get it. Oh, I want to get it. That brings me to ask you. So right after you got out of college. Microsoft was not the first wasn't. company that you interview with. Yeah. So you had interviewed with other companies yeah. before. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, the way I built my resume at the time was, for instance, like, you know, when you are in college, you have a senior project. Your senior project, you know, you sometimes you work with companies and stuff like that. So that was on my resume. I went to Korea. I spent like a month in Korea. I worked oh, with Hyundai. Nice. Yeah. I just played solitaire all day. So that but it brings out a, a very specific point, right? Is that I my journey was filled with a lot of programs. So I encourage people that like, you know, find out what programs are in your school, what programs are in your 
community because there is a program out there that is there to help you. It could be specifically for black people or minorities or specifically for women in technology mm-hmm. or women in this. There's a program out there that I can bet that you can apply to that can benefit you. So there was a program that was in school. I signed up for, I didn't know what I was doing that summer. Um, I signed I, I couldn't get any internship, right? So I signed up for that program. I was like, at least I can put it on my resume. Mm-hmm. So right now, you know, so I worked at Cisco for my senior project. I did this, uh, I worked at Hyundai, so I put that on my resume that I worked at Hyundai for uh, um, for it, the program, right? Mm-hmm. And then the third company I worked for was AT&T, and I didn't even get that through like an internship. It was a program, like I said, that was going on in Dallas that was for targeted for minorities to get them internships in, you know, um, big companies um, to make sure they get that experience. So I worked for AT&T. So when I did that, and then, I, of course, I kept my GPA. I had an engineering background. And then there was a certificate that I got while I was in school. was Six Sigma. I got that through. My friend got that, so I heard it's very yeah, hard. Ex- exactly. So yeah, I did it. It was, it was a weekend course that we took, and someone literally coaching you through the program, mm-hmm. right? So that, like, you know, as a professional, if I was going to do that right now, it's going to cost me probably 1500 to mm-hmm. two grand or three mm-hmm. grand or something. When I was in college, it only cost me like $400 or something. Mm-hmm. So there's... That's why you you have to be sharp. You have to make sure you are alert, making sure you're taking advantages of all mm-hmm. those different programs, right? So that body of work that I uh, put together on my resume made me pretty qualified. And so whenever um, and I applied to or I applied to Microsoft when I had my master's, mm-hmm. so not even um, undergrad. So I worked for AT&T. I was applying for jobs. I couldn't get a job. Went back to go get my master's in data science. And I put that because, you know, at the time, and it's still a very big oh, yeah. uh, um, degree to have. Mm-hmm. I don't use my degree today. I, I, I did learn some things that actually helped me in my job, mm-hmm. actually helped me a whole lot in my job. Uh, and so I, I, that body of work, that resume that I put together, um, whenever my friends recommended me for internships and stuff, like I ended up getting through um, this program. It was a, I came in through a college hire program. And so there's one thing that I want to let people know is that like, you know, don't, don't downsize the opportunity, right? Um, I came in through, I had a master's degree, but I was hired like, you know, someone that had undergrad. Mm-hmm. But I knew that if I came in, I could perform as, at the level that I believe I'm at. And then from there, that's where doors actually up. Yep. opened up. So it's kind of like just because, you know, you do an internship and because even AT&T, I was working with, I was a senior in college, but I was working with high school people, like both of us were in the internship together, mm-hmm. right? So the thing about it is that like, you don't want to downsize or downplay any opportunity you have. Mm-hmm. Instead, use that opportunity to your advantage, build that body of work about yourself. At least going back to what my sister said, if you then saw my resume, you'd be like, oh, this guy has like a good resume. Yeah. You don't even know if I'm an international student. Mm-hmm. You don't even know whatever about me, but at least that resume was able to get me through the door. Mm-hmm. So I had a very good friend of mine. We're like, we're like brothers. He's like my uh, very, very good friend. Um, he was one that put my resume in for the college hire program. I went through the interview. It was a very funny process because I actually interviewed with Microsoft twice. Mm. So um, once was on my own. 
and I they, I didn't get the job that time, but like almost like a month later, uh, they called me back to come and get that job. But really? at that time, I already got the job that I have today. <laughs> so God works in mysterious ways. Um, but aside from that, um, he put my resume in. And then I got an email. It was the weirdest thing in the world. It was some Microsoft at yellow.com. I was like, this is 419. Yeah, this is, this so is, cool. I was like, the only time I've, I've heard yellow is MTN mm. or whatever. Like, yeah, MTN, no. is, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yellow. MTN is a, is a what, wireless provider in Nigeria. Nigeria. Like, that was the only time I've heard yellow. I, was, I, I called and I was like, dude, these people are trying to scam me. He's like, no, congratulations, you got it. I was like, oh. whatever. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. And then there was a date that I was supposed to show up. And there was did actually, you show up? I did. Oh, I, I did. Sure? I, I was taking chances. I was taking chances. <laughs> I definitely did. Yeah. I, I showed up and they had food and stuff like that. I was like, okay, this, this is legit. I, so I didn't, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it until that very yeah. day. I was like, I'm going to show right. up. I'm going to exchange the emails and all of that. But I didn't really believe it until that very day. Showed up and, you know, um, we had like a dinner the night before and then the next day we had an interview and god willing i got the role like i got i got the job like 15 minutes after the mm-hmm. interview they oh, wow. sent me an email that, like microsoft works quick that's good <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. speaking about the interview how was that interview process like so can you highlight like some do's and don'ts from yeah microsoft? so i've interviewed people in microsoft um that i want to come into microsoft mm-hmm. but I'll also talk about my experience um the interview process was it wasn't, it's not scary as people think, like, mm-hmm. you know, working for Amazon or working exactly. for Microsoft or uh, Google is. It was, it was, I can tell you that Microsoft hires for people, like the person itself. Like, yeah. you know, there was something I was, I was reading recently that uh, Warren Buffett says, which I believe, and that's what I go into interviews with. People hire for integrity, mm-hmm. people hire for intelligence, and people hire for energy. Mm-hmm. Those are the three things that, like, I personally am looking for if whenever I, I, I mean, you a, in a, yeah, interviewing you, you people. You want to work with someone where yep. you don't have to wake up, oh my God, I have yep. to work with this person yep. yeah. today. Yeah. Exactly. So. Exactly. So my, my process was, um, it was a bunch, it was a college hire mm-hmm. program. So there was a bunch of us that were there. And I came in my, you know, very nice suit. <laughs> you know, people say, I always dress up. Yeah, so I, when he dresses <laughs> up. Huh? One my suits, so one my interview. tie, yeah, one everything. <laughs> there's, there's one shirt I have that is from London. I actually love that shirt. It makes me feel like I own a company. <laughs> I don't wear that shirt unless I'm going to an interview, bro. Like, so I wore it. Like, I was like, you know, serious. I was ready that day. Um, so I came in, and then luckily enough, I actually met the first. So they interview in two waves or three waves. There's a informal presentation. Uh, most of the time, I guess, at least for my division, we usually have an informal presentation where we ask you to uh, present on you know, something that you're passionate about. To me, that's the most important part of the interview because I can tell who I'm going to vote for mm-hmm. in that 15 minutes that you interview, mm. that you do that presentation. So, and it's like, people try and come in and try and interview and, you know, present on Microsoft technology. No, do not do that. Because I deal with Microsoft technology every day. What are you going to tell me? Exactly. That I don't know. I don't know. Right? Yeah, so the thing about it is that like, when it says something that is passionate, they really want you to be passionate about it. Because here's the thing. People can teach you technology, but people can teach you passion. passion. Mm-hmm. So if, if you really show up and you're someone that um, likes makeup and you spend that 15 minutes educating people about makeup, best It'll believe be that like, you know, you're halfway there already. So, 
I presented on fashion. Uh, in college, I used to do a fashion. I used to produce fashion shows, or I guess I won't say in college. In general, I produce fashion shows, and so I presented on fashion and you know technology and fashion and how technology can improve fashion. Luckily enough for me, there was a Nigerian lady that was actually interviewing mm-hmm. me. So already I was like, sister, 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 please hook it up, hook it up. But you know. I didn't let that, you know, make me lazy in any any way, shape, or form, right? Um, but you know, I talked about like project management um, during me producing fashion shows, right? And so, so it was connected to something exactly, uh-huh. so they could relate to it. So they at that level, that was like you know team members that you were interviewing with. Then I went to go interview with manager, with manager. So there were two managers that I was interviewing with. And they, um, one of the best interviews I had in my life, uh, I walked in and I was like, because I thought that, because initially the first, the, the first interv- people I interviewed with, they asked me about, you know, what's your passion, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. I did that presentation. I thought they were going to ask me again. So I was like, ah, you're not going to ask me? And he's like, oh, no, okay, go ahead. Tell me about it, right? <laughs> and so I did. And turns out that, you know, one of the guys that was interviewing me uh, was, um, his daughter was a model. and so he could already relate with what I was saying and so the whole conversation throughout that interview was in context of fashion Mm. right how would you so I I work in kind of like customer service right so everything was then in context of how would you do this with a with a model that's a diva I was like look I've been I've been dealing with model divas for years (laughs) I I just had like I was actually (laughs) triggered I was like damn there's there's a lot of a lot of people that came to mind so I, I always talked about how I managed the situation and stuff like that and so after after that conversation you know I went to go check out and then I was driving and I get this email I almost crashed my car <laughs> I was like you know welcome Microsoft works with what location do you want to be I was like oh Wow, okay. they could not wait until no, we have to get him. Bro, don't don't read emails and drive, guys. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how the process is. Whenever I interview for people, it's kind of like be original I need self. To take notes. Yeah, be original self. Um, like like I said, people are hired for integrity. Um, intelligence. Intelligence is more about. It's not. It's not. Do you know the product or do you know? It's can you comprehend? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, can, are you teachable? Yes. There's, yes. I can tell you that there are a lot of people that work in Microsoft that don't have any background in technology. technology. There's, a, there's a lady that we actually hired. I remember I, I was part of the people that hired and voted for her. Um, she, she had um, undergraduate studies as her um, background mm-hmm. and, or uh, as her major in college. Undergraduate studies has nothing to do with technology, mm-hmm. right? But she works for Microsoft today. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a big deal like be yourself, be your true self. Don't try and be, be somebody else. Yeah, like, you know, of course be professional, don't start bringing things that should not mm-hmm. be right. into it. Um but be also be focused on on the the mission at hand. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just as much as we always tell people just as much as we're interviewing you, you're interviewing mm-hmm. us, right? So you definitely want to make sure is this company a match for you? Yeah. Is yeah. this team a match for mm-hmm. you? Definitely. But also know that they're actually judging if you're a match for them, mm-hmm. right? So that's where the energy piece comes in. Like I truly believe that, you know, you have to have the right level of energy to work at Microsoft because mm-hmm. 
there was, it's it it can be tough sometimes. But so so, so um, I, I was so sorry. <laughs> I don't want to lose. Uh, so you did mention something right that yeah. I really love and. Um, you de- you said that when you got hired at Microsoft, and just please correct me if you're wrong, um, that at the level you you shouldn't have been at that level, right? In my opinion, yes. And, right. So, because I can relate to what you're saying, because mm-hmm. if you're at my job, I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was talking to one of the managers who is my mentor, and I was telling him, you know, venting to him, yep. and I don't think I should be at this level. I have this, I have that, blah yep. blah blah. Because he had interviewed me before for a role. Yep. And um, I didn't, well, obviously with contracts and everything, they couldn't yep. take me from my position mm-hmm. and transfer me. It was a whole lot of paperwork. So one thing he said, and uh, I, one thing he said, and it has stuck with me till today, he was like, you know, we have this culture or this thing that we do at the company where you come in, you have little, yeah, you have the certifications and everything, mm-hmm. right? We have a big candy shop. That's how he described it to me. We have a big candy shop. And you come in. We have you stand outside Mm -hmm. and look inside. Just look at the different flavors. Look at everything. And then, you know, we give you like six months, seven months. And then gradually we open that candy shop. And then we let you in like, Pick what you want. You yep. know, now you have the opportunity to pick what you want because yep. you've grown, you know, the culture, you know, everything. So a lot of, I've spoken to a lot of, you know, people, a lot of people think that, okay, I'm just out of college, right? Mm-hmm. Or oh, I have the certification. Mm-hmm. I need a six-figure job nope. right off the back. <laughs> it doesn't work I can, like I can that. Bet, I can bet <laughs> you need that. experience. I can bet that, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people always think that oh, I'm trying to get that six figure. A lot of people don't make six figures. Yeah. Right? Like even right now, I don't make six figures. I big close. Thank Story for a different day. But, um, but, uh, but you still make money. That's good. I do. But um, technically, my at least my base is not six figures. It's mm-hmm. close, very close to it. Like probably a dollar off, but it's not. <laughs> it's not six figures. But, but you're um, there. when I started at Microsoft, I didn't make six figures. Right. And I, I remember I, I got the offer and I called my friend. I was like, should I negotiate? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like Microsoft came strong for me. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't have to negotiate. Right. So I was like, First of all, keep in mind, remember my goal. My goal is to stay in America. Yep. All of this one is just Jara. Yep. <laughs> so as long as long as I could um, you know, pay for and it was actually what I was making was more than enough. Like coming out of college or mm-hmm. first job, mm-hmm. um, it was it was good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I was single she started and, life. Like, you know, I was sing- I was saving a lot of money, bro. Like I was single and stuff like that. So um I would say like one thing that kept me focused when um I believe that I had that level of disparity because people would say that, or there were rumors that, like, you know, if you have an MBA, you were supposed to be at this level. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, my master's in this thing. Is, is it not? Is, you, are, you are telling me MBA, I'm telling you master's. In, is, so essentially, the thing that kept me motivated is that, like, I believe, I, I truly believe in God. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, God is the focus, uh, is the center point of all the things that I do. And, you know, I really cried out to God, like, you know, God, make this right. And God did, like, literally. Two years after, like, you know, I skipped the level, right? Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's kind of like, you know. I remember you giving that, talking yeah. about that. Yeah, so so to me, it's kind of like, at least at this point, I, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? So essentially, don't, I think, like, you know, enjoy the journey. Like, you know, yeah. as, long as, as long as, I truly believe that as long as you're performing and you're doing what you need to do, like, 
things will work out. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen overnight. You yeah. just have to work Thank out. Thank you. I was going to ask you, when you talked about the interview, did you know coming in that Microsoft had these different phases of interview? Is that something that was communicated I, to you? I did not. Or that was just take the ball and run? Yeah, I, did, I, did, I didn't. So that's why it's, um, it's very good for you to be prepared. Mm. That's why I truly believe in, one, you showing up as a professional. Mm-hmm. And you being your true self, being, I mean, if you're um, applying for a role, a specific role, let's say a project manager, mm-hmm. and you, you claim you're a PMP, know the PMP stuff. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, if you claim you're a Scrum Master, know the Scrum Master stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, I didn't know the whole process. I was actually, there's a funny story. There was a, the, the, in the dinner that we had prior to the um, interview, Someone asked me a question about a Microsoft product. It's like, have you, um, can you tell me about, because they had like, you know, you were meeting people that you were going to interview with mm-hmm. um, tomorrow. It's like, do you know what HoloLens is? I had Never no, heard idea, no idea. I was like, Jesus is Lord. I, <laughs> I showed up and I wasn't prepared. That night I was. <laughs> but he said, he said something that I did, right? He said, that, like, you know, come back tomorrow and tell me what you know about it. So that's why I did all that research. That was and good. He didn't interview me um, tomorrow, mm-hmm. I mean, the next day. But I found, I made sure I went to go find out. I was right. like, mm-hmm. here's what and I found. And did you talk out. about it? Yeah. 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 Okay. He did. So he probably so, went and he asked questions, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, to me, I don't, I really don't care what the interview, pro- I've, I know people that have been through brutal interviews, like mm-hmm. six, <laughs> six interviews. Six. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, Jeez. <laughs> I inter- so, oh, sorry. I, I don't. I don't. I don't really care about the interview process. I, I. I truly believe in you making sure that you are fit for for the role, oh. so to speak. Mm, that's cool. I just ask that because you know, for our audience out there, you know, when you say this, that they should just know that some you don't know what you're going to say, so be always prepared. Yeah. And somebody once told me that the best interview is when you go in and you start having a conversation. Yep. Yes. It's always a conversation. That's how I interview too. Yep. Yes. I turn it into a conversation. Yes. I always find something that I can find in common with them. Yep. Right. And the I talk about that, so they forget mm-hmm. all the difficult so right. questions. Before you know, you're talking about yeah. dogs and that's, yeah. that's what and I do. Like, and the time is up. Oh, and so they see your social side. They see you can communicate. They, yeah, they yep. like your personality. Yeah. That's why I said usually in well, 15 minutes, do. I already know if I'm going to hire exactly. a person. When I interviewed at Accenture, the first manager who interviewed me had me shaking. <laughs> <laughs> this guy asked me, he asked me a question. He was like, oh, I see that you are Red Hat certified. So what have you done? So yeah. I told him, I was like, oh, you know, uh, the company that I was working for, we have a couple of websites. So I had to schedule a current job. So he was like, okay, yeah, tell me the process. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I had to give him all the commands yep. Yep. that I used. And he kept asking me questions. The yep. funny thing is, I had issues scheduling that current job. <laughs> so, so the thing, so, so sorry to cut you off. One good, another tip for interviews is when they ask you a question, tell a story. So let's say if he asked you, have you used, how did you, how did you use this? Yeah. You start, you try to make a story when I get in the morning, this is what I do. Like talk about the functions then that way, yeah. guess what? Even if you're BSing, even if you're BSing, you're so going to, uh, I would no, almost, no, 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 I wouldn't no, encourage no, that. No. And I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why. The reason why he asked all those questions is, here's the thing, you don't want to come into an interview. Uh, there, there's, there's different rules of um, school of thought on it, right? You don't really want to come into an interview trying to be the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, let your resume speak for you. But the I, rem- I remember, I think they said back 
then in Microsoft, people people were asking questions to see. All they wanted to hear from me was, you know, let me get back to you and I'll, like, mm-hmm. let me mm-hmm. research this and I'll get back mm-hmm. to you on that, right? Because here's the thing, the guy will go down the rabbit hole as far as... That's why you let him go. As far as you let him go. Like, halfway through, you've already shown him competence yeah. and like, you know, mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking about, yes. but he will go down the rabbit right. hole yes. until, until right. you don't know this something. That's right. Right. Yeah. And that's why I said, don't let them go into the comments yeah. I president yeah. just yeah. talk about all the other functions and who knows that's how he did it, right? that's what he did right yeah. and then he asked me I kept going we were going for like five minutes I was like what kind of nonsense is this yeah. I almost cried and then he was like and then uh, he was like so what happened did it work honestly it didn't, it didn't work because like, I had issues so I was like it didn't work he was like so what did you do oh I reached out to one of the um, yeah. then I had a time I was like you know, you have to... that she had an issue yeah, yeah. so I was like, like I problem. reached out to one of the top developers there who also knew that system okay. and I did some research and you know we worked from there but but sometimes that you say that you say uh, that you pick a scenario where you didn't do so good is not a bad idea because yeah. that way it shows yeah. them problem solving yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because at, perfect at your team time. you're gonna work with people you're yeah. gonna escalate so True. what are you open to that it yeah. doesn't have to be I have to be right all the time I did it great yeah, yeah. No, they so, wanna hear that yeah. too so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it reminds me back in the day. I think it was um like the recruiting firm. Some of them would have you actually come take a test. Yes, yeah. and in it. test you would like if you say you're good at Excel, you said you tell oh them you're gosh. an eight or nine. No, <laughs> you will be doing it. that yes. test after yes. you pass that test. You will now so you would first of all you do an oral or verbal interview with them. Then you do the test. Then before they start pushing your resume out to their clients. I'm yeah. like... Oh, my goodness. So, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. so your current title now is the technical account manager. Actually, that changed on Friday. Oh, wow. <laughs> Congratulations. So, did you Something go, better? Or? Well, we'll see. We'll find out more uh, this week. <laughs> oh, Catch wow. us next time. Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> um, uh, my current title is um, a customer success account manager. Okay. Oh, so, they probably okay. change it, right? Can oh. you describe <laughs> what you do Same in that thing. role? Same I was, I was just, they probably just upgraded the name, right? Yeah, they, they upgraded the name and gave more, at least that's what they're telling me, they gave more power to the role. Okay. So before, the way we work with customers, it was kind of like there's an account team and then there's the TAM. Mm-hmm. But now the TAM is part of the account, account team. Okay. So it's kind of like I'm one of the three, uh, the way I look at it is I'm one of the three legs in a stool that has a say-so okay. on what that's happens good. with the customer. Mm-hmm. So... Essentially, that's Can you tell us about the companies you manage right now? What, what do you I do? Cannot speak. You can't speak. I cannot yes. speak. I can speak about the industry. Okay, so yeah, essentially, I manage... Right now, I manage two customers that are in chip manufacturing. Chip. So um, if you Google, you can find... Or Bing. Actually, Bing it. Um, <laughs> I don't use Bing. <laughs> I don't. Sorry. If Google. You, if you Bing it... <laughs> Um, you can probably figure it out. But um, <laughs> I, I work in Austin right now and I work with two chip manufacturers. Okay. And right now, I'm aligned to a manufacturing organization as in Microsoft. So we recently, I don't even know if I can speak about it, but we recently did a reorg that um, aligned us to different industries, retail, automotive, yes. professional services, X, Y, and Z. And so I fall under manufacturing. So what's the day in the life of a 
a tam. Yep. Like, do you? Is there an, a certain amount yes. of, of of accounts you you have yeah. to manage? Have is there a quarter? Like, just, how does you know, that work? COVID has changed everything around. I'm joking. Uh, but, so before <laughs> COVID, pre COVID, pre COVID. Um, so, Dana Life of a technical account manager at Microsoft is it's very. Sometimes people say it's a catch-all role. Um, I would say it's like 50%, um, which has changed now, but um, in the past it was like 50% sales and 50% delivery. Delivery meaning that a customer makes an investment in a contract and make sure that they get value out of that contract. So think about, you know, think about your computer. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you use on a day-to-day, you have issues with your computer and, you know, sometimes you YouTube it, you Google it and you fix it, right? Mm -hmm. But now think about bigger systems where um, customers have made a lot of investment in Microsoft and, you know, all this integration. So essentially, I provide reactive support. I don't know. I bring engineers that provide reactive support to, you know, troubleshoot. Mm -hmm. And then also I provide engineers that provide proactive support. So a lot of it is... In all, it's kind of like project management. Mm-hmm. I was just going to customer ask. service. It's mm-hmm. everything you want. It's sales. It's everything. So are you? So do you work? So are you the project manager, or do you work with a, an internal project I manager am that not reports? The pro, I'm that not gives the project the manager. Officially, I'm not the project manager because they do, do have project managers for specific um, projects that are sold. Mm-hmm. Um, they have project managers for that, but. You can almost say I'm the project manager for the my contract um, because the thing about it is I have to plan the services. I okay. have to make sure okay. that like you know it's within budget. I have to make I have to, I have to do stakeholder management, okay. all of that good stuff. So. Um, so you, like, you can say that I'm somewhat of a project manager. So you're yeah. pretty much the, the point of contact between yep. your client and yep. Microsoft. If anything goes wrong with the client, it's me. Your looking head for. is on, <laughs> your head's on the chart. So are you required to? take any type of certifications recently yes okay in the past no because microsoft was at a strategy of having their technical account managers um be biz, have business acumen so one of the biggest things was um stakeholder management can can they put you in front of a ceo or a cio and you would like deliver speak, speak uh, deliver well. and whatever right so it was business acumen that was that was a big focus for a while. Now we're moving into technical um, acumen. So the past year, um, they encouraged us, or actually it was a requirement for us to have at least fundamental um, um, knowledge in Microsoft technology. So um, some people are specific to some Microsoft technologies, um, but I anything that is Microsoft that my customer use, I'm responsible for mm-hmm. it. And so what I did was I had all, by the end of this, or by April of this year, I had all four fundamental certificates. Oh, okay. What are those certifications? Um, Azure Fundamentals. I was going to um, ask that. I took M365 Fundamentals, um, Dynamics Fundamentals, and uh, Power Platforms Fundamentals. So I have all four of those certificates. Now I want to do the Azure Administrator. And does Microsoft I, cover those? or you? Microsoft does. I can take as many tests as wow. I want, all of that. So, But one thing I want to point out, because I think that's the point of your question, is I recommend anybody that's actually wanting to work for a tech company to have at least fundamentals in one of the companies. It could be AWS. It could be Google. It could be... Um, I, it could be Microsoft, right? 
go get a fundamental um, certificate because at least it shows that you, you understand, understand the cloud. The mm-hmm. Like, you know, people people say, I mean, we can have a conversation about the cloud. What is SaaS? What is PaaS? What is IaaS? Mm-hmm. Some people don't know any of the stuff right. that I, I just mentioned, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's kind of like what you're going to be thrown into. I remember like for the first year of me being micro, I didn't understand nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I was just like, I don't, I didn't even understand. But it was a call I was on recently that I understood everything that these people were talking about. Mm-hmm. They were talking about some deep stuff. I was like, yes. TCOs and uh, the SLOs. I'm like, I know what that is. Yeah. Like, you're like, how far I have come. Yeah, yeah. I, was, like, I was really proud of myself. I was like, oh, I was lost. So you did mention Microsoft Fundamental, right? Yep. Honestly, um, I used to work for um, a startup company. It was mostly used Microsoft products. Yep. The first thing my, this is someone, barely, this is my first, first entry-level job. Mm-hmm. And she threw me right into the Microsoft Azure. Yep. It wasn't even the fundamental. She yep. didn't even tell me to go for the fundamental yep. because that client, if you're working, because we're hosting that websites yep. and stuff, so you need to be Microsoft certified. Yep. And I heard that certification, the Microsoft Azure, the yep. manage, uh, manage, was it the solutions? Cloud Solution Architect. It, it's very hard. Yes, yeah, it is. I, I had no idea they even had the fundamental. That's one. why I was so happy you got your AWS Cloud Solution Architect. Because <laughs> yeah. no, here's the thing, like, you know, in this industry right now, if, if you want to get a job, right, go be a Cloud Solution Architect. If you can get a certificate that has Cloud Solution Architect, that mm-hmm. carries heavy weight. I don't even have that, right? Um, and I'm because I'm, I'm scared to take the. Yeah, <laughs> the you're thing. smart. You but, got this. So the thing about it is, I like you know, like she's right that you know, challenge yourself. Like mm-hmm. you know, as far as you can, start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you have to be a Cloud Solution Architect. There are different roles mm-hmm. that you can do. That's why I said fundamentals. If you can, if I I see a resume that comes across my desk. And I see that person has, you know, Azure fundamentals. That's that's like fifty percent already. Already, mm-hmm. like you know. And that's why, like, any, any like for the past six months, anybody that asked me, "Well, I'm looking for a job," I'm like, "Go get this fundamental," because it, it gives me it gives me a grounds to stand on that. When mm-hmm. I go to my manager, like, "Oh, he is already certified in this," blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah. Like he understands what the cloud is, mm-hmm. or she understands what the cloud mm-hmm. is. So. Um, definitely, definitely. That's I would say at least do the fundamentals. Then challenge yourself to get the administrator and get the cloud solution architect. Because not even Microsoft, there people people pay money. People will pay money to have yeah. you work for them. Yeah. And I think just to tie to one thing you said is pretty much is if you're looking for a job out there, look at the trend. Yeah. What is the trend? Yep. Everybody's going to the cloud. Yep. So if you want to, if you want, if you want to stand out in a stack of resumes. Yep. Make sure you have because something cloud. Yeah. You, you, I can bet that three cloud solution architects applied for the same job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any... Right. That, you know, so essentially, yeah, you're right. Make, like, that, that's the biggest thing about job hunting. First of all, I don't, I don't uh, wish that on my enemies. Job hunting is very hard. It's right. very brutal. I was job hunting for a good six months. Like, you know, you really... Like, you know, you spend all this time in school and mm-hmm. then you're like, what was all of that for, right? Mm-hmm. You really... It's very humbling. Very, very humbling. Yes. Yeah. Um, but... Now nah, I forgot my train of thought. But... Yeah. Okay, what, what... So what's next for you at Microsoft, do you think? What do you think is oh. next for you? I've been asking myself that question. You just got the... Oh, you're thinking about that going into door, management? Right? All leadership it, roles? Eventually, yes. Eventually, I think I, I have what it takes to mm-hmm. um, be a leader. 
Um, and so for me, I mean, I mean, in a what's the thing called? Yeah, in a, when the uh, when the road splits. Uh, um, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. A fork in the road. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm at a, at a point where there's a fork in the <laughs> okay. road and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, essentially, I'm debating if I should get more technical or more business oriented, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, either either way it works. Like you know, mm-hmm. in Microsoft, you can be successful in whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. The, the the big thing about it is that like you know, you show up and you show value. That's that's what there are a lot of people that fly under the radar, and you know. They, they get by. And people notice. People notice when you're just getting by. Yeah. But yeah. people also notice when you are putting in the, the hard work. work. Yep. Like mm-hmm. me moving to Austin was my manager that he saw the I had this customer in San Antonio that is not an easy customer. Like like only senior level um, um, people actually have that customer. And I was just coming out of college and they <laughs> gave me that customer. And so while I was successful, like I was like, they always had bad reviews. But the year that I was with them, they had two good reviews. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So my manager saw all of that and he was like, you know what? I have your next challenge. <laughs> he gave me the most brutal customer in our, in our listing, but I was mm-hmm. able to tame them, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, I won't use the word tame. I was able to um, work with them and turn the account around. That's like it was, it was really, really bad. But now the customer is like my best friend. So do you so, meet, meet uh, these customers Face to face, you do a lot. Of yeah, face, it's a lot of face to face. Now it's remote, but okay. it's a lot of face to face. So that's why I said, um, you know, executive presence is the word. Um, we always hired for executive presence because any any day they can tell me to go talk to the CEO. Any day they could tell me to go talk to the CIO. And so I've I've talked to CEOs, I've talked to CIOs, senior business managers in in IT companies. And like you know, we work with a lot of big companies, so mm-hmm. you can imagine the people that we talk to. So the at first, that was what I struggled with. Is that like you know this this small boy from Nigeria just CEOs. coming to come and tell you what to do about <laughs> your yeah. environment? But you know, after after I realized that I'm I'm there to help, mm-hmm. right? And I started understanding more and more of the products and more and more of the situations that customers put themselves in. Mm-hmm. Like, gave me more audacity to say, Chema. Sorry, please, you're not, not. <laughs> you're not doing the right things here. <laughs> you need to do this. <laughs> and it's good It's good you also say that because um, coming to the whole, your transition from yeah. Nigeria to the US, I feel like me, myself, in my professional journey, I think I struggled with that too because yeah. when you are put in a situation where you talk to your in IT, yeah. as a project manager, you're talking to C, senior yeah. level all the time or yeah. you have to interact with them. It's just that Nigerian respect. You know how yeah. we, yeah. you cannot really tell an older yeah. person, yeah. no, it's like it's finding yeah. that balance and if yeah. you're not careful you but it helps you though it helped mm-hmm. me a lot because I put a lot of respect on my I don't talk about my customers anyhow mm-hmm. there are some people in the company that they just bash uh, right like that, but uh, I don't talk about my customers because I respect them right mm-hmm. even my manager me and my manager were like oh, my, one of my old managers me and the guy were very very cool. the guy would call me Shola, I'm at the pool do you want to come out oh, like, okay. but, but it, it took a very long time for me to Feel that you know really be a that, friend mm-hmm. than an employee right, right? it took mm-hmm. a very very long time because I was like ah, you are Oga right. I am the worker right you need <laughs> like, to yes sir no sir yes sir it's built in so but to me it, it helped but one, one another point that I feel like you know people always um, especially for international people that they always um, I guess get stuck on is like you know the way we speak yeah. like you know language barrier or can you hear me clearly 
people who work with a lot of intentional people, right. Asians, Indians, like, you know, half of the time I don't understand what somebody else I is saying. I was going to ask about <laughs> so, that with the whole accent and everything. I, I don't get have an accent. So, joking. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to ask about that because, I mean, some people are very rude. Mm-hmm. They will straight up tell you. I mean, when I used to work for, I used to work for Apple. Mm-hmm. And, no name calling. Yo. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I used to work for Apple and I was helping Oh yes. Anyways. Right. <laughs> I'm so that's okay. <laughs> and this older guy was on the phone and I'm I'm trying to help him out. He was like, Well, I can't hear you. Mm-hmm. Uh you need to speak English. And I was like well, you're responding. That means you can hear me. <laughs> and he was like, transfer me to someone else. I transferred him. My manager actually got mad at me. He wasn't mad. He was like, next time don't transfer him because yeah. if he can respond to you, he's hearing you. Yeah. So I, me till now, I talk to... I like managers like that because my, in situations like that, people need to fight for yes, those people. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I 100% understand like, cause I deal with a lot of people that are international that support mm-hmm. our customers, and you know when some people complain about no unnecessary things, but some people just are are not nice people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just put it that way. They're, they're, they're not nice <laughs> people. So when when they they are not nice, you know, you really have to put them in their place because we're here to help you. Mm-hmm. You can't just you know bash people just cause, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing too is maybe if if you come if you come with an understanding that everybody has an accent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I have an accent, an American has an accent. Yep. If you're from the south or the north, we all every, if you go, everybody has an accent. You're just gonna have to deal with mine. Yep. I can repeat myself, but you have one. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. so when did you discover you had like a passion for a fashion show production? Passion for fashion. <laughs> you passion for fashion. Ooh, when I, I was a very he's a fashion production. <laughs> Fashion show, fashion show producer. Fashion show producer. Yeah. Since when? So I did it 2013. Oh, wow. Um, that was a long time. So I studied, that was the first? That was the first one. We okay. did it. We did in college. We did it five years. Um, and I oversaw it for at least three of those five years. Okay. And it was one of the best things. I actually really enjoyed the journey of it. I would say proudly that it's probably the best fashion show that has ever been produced really? from a Texas school. Well, actually, oh, wow. I wouldn't challenge it and say any school in Those the U.S. Those are big words. Yeah. Ooh, well, can you? Big wow. Proof. We need, do All you right, have proof? Let me prove it. Let me prove it. Data science. I, 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 I have proof. I have proof. I don't, Please, I, I mean, you have I'm, not, I'm not a type of person that I don't brag, okay. right? But, uh, but, this but one, I let my work, like I let my work speak for itself. So, first of all, keep in mind, I went to school in Lubbock, Texas. That's mm-hmm. West Texas. Literally, you're driving and you see tumbleweeds exactly. rolling. But you know, here's when you know that you did something good is when someone comes up to you and says, Hey, we're in Lubbock, Texas, but you make us feel like we're in New York. Oh, wow. So that's how you know. That's the level so of, of the fashion that's show. That's the kind that, of reviews you got. We yeah. So, you know? so when are we doing San Antonio's? When are we putting well, San Antonio's? I mean, there's, there's a spot that I already found in San Antonio. It's just, really? it's just so whenever I do something, I like to do it with excellence and mm-hmm. um, have the right inspiration, have, build the, the right teams petite. to do it. So, <laughs> have you worked with any um, fashion designers or do you have any fashion designers that you'd like to work with? Um... So the the way we do it, I have a, I have a partner. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the, our company is called Great Minds, and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it comes from the concept. We have a slogan that's like, you know, when great minds come together, the impossible becomes possible, possible and the improbable becomes reality, or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and I should I should know our slogan, I right? Know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, essentially, um, we work with up and coming art um, designers right so the goal is not necessarily to be the goal is to produce a gucci type of fashion show with college students Mm. which is what we did right so it's kind of like i I did i did two fashion shows i did a fashion show in a gallery the first year i did another fashion show in a bigger gallery the next year and then I did one of, I guess, the epic one I did was I did a fashion show in an airplane hangar. Now, Ooh. when you when you see the videos and all of that stuff, like it's not it's like you would you would shout out to all my photographers and my cameraman because they made me look good. Um, all the, they're right, <laughs> yeah. they got you in the right angle. Yeah, but the thing about it is that there's a lot of talent out there. Like college students, I I, I brag about college students. College students are the most underutilized resource in in the world. Like these are people that are on train and they're really like you know uh, experimenting with their craft raw. and exactly it's raw talent that like you know if you put it out there that like you know people are just going to be amazed, amazed. right so um, I there's no there's a, there's a there's a guy that uh, his name is Buru Bitak he produces fashion shows and he's one person that. I would like to work with, but he's not a fashion designer, mm-hmm. but he's someone that I would like to work because he, he was an architect and he uses his architecture to design um, the runway. And because uh, so the thing about it is that the fashion show is an experience. Mm-hmm. It's not just seats that you just, it's, it should be an experience mm-hmm. where you feel something, right? So he does fashion shows that like, he puts you in a garden mm. or he puts you in a globe or he puts you in space, makes you feel like you're in space. Yes. Wow. He puts, you, he puts you in a house of mirrors and, and, or like it's, it's, there's, there's yeah. art to it. So, so for me, there's no big designer. He's probably the only person I, I don't want to, I want to work for him. <laughs> I want to work for him. Uh, I'll work with him. Like to help but him. yeah, cause his mind is inspiring to me, but, as far as designers go, mm-hmm. um, I want to work with people that are ready to challenge themselves. And because what I realized about the designers we worked with is they they were good, but when we put this different, that's why I said I do things with excellence. When we put the different standards of what we would accept and not accept in the fashion show, they challenge themselves and they become like these these people were doing things that I was just like. I didn't even know that was possible, right? Mm. So um, for me, I want to uncover talent mm-hmm. versus work with big talent, so to speak. Gotcha. Mm. It's cool. So where can people find uh, you know evidence of this? <laughs> evidence. Is on fashion show? Is uh, we have yeah. a website. is greatminds.com. Okay. Um, great but minds. the minds is it has two eyes in it okay. because it's two people. Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah. That's so is it is the third person you're gonna add the third eye? <laughs> <laughs> so great so great minds our company is a it's a creative house <laughs> right and essentially our goal is to work with creative people kind of like i don't know if you guys have heard of um donda 
Mm-mm. It's uh, it's a creative house that Kanye West has. So he named oh, it after yeah, his, his, his mom. His mom and essentially, that those were the people that were designing his stage designs for mm-hmm. for his um uh, for all of his performances. So, mm-hmm. um, I personally, that's that's the goal is that I believe that if you can bring your good photographer, your good videographer, your great model, your great fashion designer, you bring all of those people in a, in one room. What can you create? Mm. That's that's the goal behind Great Minds. I like that. So yeah. are you accepting interns? Interns, um, when I find my next show, for sure. Do you want to be an intern? I, yes, I do. So, <laughs> for so, sure. So what goes into, so how do you just, what what's the, how do you plan that show? Do you just, we're going like, so to, like, what's that process like? To me, it's inspiration is number one. Okay. Um, so when I did the first show, everyone was like, when's the next one? When's mm-hmm. I was like, guys, that was like, you know, a fluke. I don't, I don't know. And then we did the second one and I was like, I was really proud of that one, right? Because we did a show where it was almost like a wedding. Like the, the fashion designer had like a flower dress that, that was like the flower girl and then she designed um, a, a, a black wedding gown. And then the it was it was dope. Black uh, wedding gown. Yeah, and then that. and she designed a suit and like when you look at it in a fashion show, it was kind of like this whole train. Mm-hmm. And it, like people thought that they got married that day. <laughs> Anyways, um, for me, is it starts from the space. Um, my secret to producing a fashion show is the space. The space, I believe that I can have a fashion show on a moving train. Mm. That's just me. I'm not going to do that. I'm just joking. <laughs> but that's, that's the level of what I push myself to think about, right? Um, so... I start with the space and from there, honestly speaking, you just need lights and, and, and chairs <laughs> and then have people, models, walk, designers. So the, the, to me, the space creates the ambience, the experience. That's, that's, where I, that's the reason why I say that like, you know, for me, for fashion shows, you should leave with an experience. So for me, planning it is finding the space, being inspired by the space and then it's harder to do it outside of college because all the resources are not just on campus mm-hmm. right there. Um, I have a funny story of how I used to re- um, recruit models, but <laughs> for a different we, day. We want to hear the story. You keep saying story for another day. I mean, like, you know, I'll be on campus and I'll see, like, you know, so my, I'm going to blame her because mm-hmm. I can easily blame her because she's a girl. Um, oh. My partner she had like you know requirements that like girls need to be like you know size zero to three mm-hmm. and so so a lot of people did don't worry i already got a lot of <laughs> I, got, I already got a lot of i already got a lot of pushback from a lot of, of course so, are you telling me that i'm like it's that not me it's changed, not me that i'm right? telling you it's her that she's it's telling that has that me. changed so like i was saying <laughs> um, <laughs> wow um, huh. So essentially, if I saw someone that I thought could be a model, mm-hmm. like let's say tall, slender, or whatever, I'll walk up to her and be like, I promise you I'm not a creep, but I have this fashion show that I'm trying to have you to model. And then when you start saying, putting all those words together, you sound like a creep that yeah. is trying to like kidnap somebody. I'm being for real. Yeah. Like it's the best fashion show on campus. Like, mm-hmm. yes, but like if you, like we're having practice next week, just show, just show. I'll, I'll, at least there are other people. Just show up. <laughs> so it's weird. Yeah. What you say, it sounds really, this thing you say sounds familiar because back in Lagos and in college, 
college I did yeah. modeling wow. and one good thing the one thing I love about fashion show is the adrenaline on the yeah. day off. yeah 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 there yeah, yeah. It, it's nothing like it you see the models you it's know changing like clothes you don't understand yeah. like what it. goes into it I no, just had to put that no, out it's, there like it's, for me for me yes. it's kind of like art right mm-hmm. oh it's my form of art where um, you know this, an artist paints a painting and then he sees his work right for me it's imagine you thinking about something and you're able to bring it out and make it a reality mm-hmm. so yeah that's there's nothing like it well yeah. you know I just want to add that maybe you should tell your partner that she needs to <laughs> be more inclusive. inclusive. I'll send this podcast to her. Please. Well, well, we, did, we, did, we did have um, plus size models. I'm plus size. We did, you know, we I mean, your upcoming see, show yeah. can you incorporate like plus yeah, size Yeah, we did. We did. Everybody, if you look at the video, everybody was in zero to Plus size matters. And then height. You don't have to be tall. Some of us are five one, five zero. Shall I take notes? Take notes. Take notes. <laughs> yeah, so. I have we're gonna see. You, you know we're on air. We're holding you to this. Yes. No, no, no. That's yeah. her. That's yeah. her. She needs to take us out to when when. No, she's promotion. taking us out. You're making changes <laughs> to your the, fashion. No, no, no. So, so speak I, out. Do you have an, up, you have an upcoming fashion show? And what so can we, we rebrand. I'm wearing a t-shirt from the original fashion show. Okay. We call it Noir because oh, uh, okay. it's black. It's, yeah, it's black centric. Okay. Um, um, our new fashion show is called Vanta. Which is the darkest substance known to man? Ooh, yeah. Vanta. Yeah. Whoa. So, um, we are planning a show, and I'm just going to keep it at that. I mean, with COVID and everything, though. Yeah. So we were actually supposed to plan one this year, but both of us were like, "Thank God." We and did you pretty not. much already have a set, though, picked out, right? I have sets. Yeah. Location. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What's that location? Because we want to San Antonio, support. Austin. Yeah. You're gonna find out. Okay, okay. So uh, under wraps. Well, so um, either, either. I, I have a place for both. Oh wow! I'm I can't excited. wait though. I, I can't. can't wait. We're gonna come out. So if you if you want to work with me, let me know. I do want to work with you. Yeah. The project manager, I mean, she's and the event one. planner. She's a project sure. manager and she's an if, event planner. Yeah. And then the new one for sure. Model now and I can be well. the petite model for, for right. sure. For sure. Shall I move you, you to this? You though? can rock it. You can rock it. I can I can walk in heels. So can no, no, no. So that's the problem. That's the problem. I was literally about to tell you that. That's one requirement. You have to work she like cute. literally, literally. Like, but heels. then again, then again, I, we've trained people. We've, we've trained people how to walk in heels. One of one there of the best go. models I've had. She's actually. There's a lot of people that are actually Lost from King. the show Lost actually King. went into modeling. I, I know at least four. At least four or five people that model in our show are now professional models. I can practice. But um, there's Mm -hmm. a girl that she could now work. She couldn't walk for to save her life but she did it right but she was like the best that actually walked at the end of that show oh wow that's awesome changing lives man changing (laughs) lives wow (laughs) okay so um we just want to say thank you so much for coming all the way from Austin down here oh, to wow. San Antonio. Thank you guys for having me. I it's, appreciate it. Uh, we've learned a lot from you, and <laughs> oh, I yeah. know that our listeners have also learned a lot. Yeah. We just want to say thank you. We're proud of you. You're doing great. Yes. Appreciate uh, it. Great things. So continue the great work, and I know that the sky is your limit. Awesome. Appreciate it. Um, just thanks. Yeah, and, thank you for coming. Um, thank you know, thanks you. for listening. And um, for having we have guys. A, our next episode is. Um, August 8th and we'll have Brad what's his name? Bryce Fuchak 
Oh, I can't say that name. Bryce Kushak. <laughs> Who? Oh, Y'all yeah. struggling yeah. with names, I, man. <laughs> I mean, so, English so, is my first language. <laughs> English is not. Honestly, yeah, it's yeah, not. It's, so it's not my first language. I'm just learning. So please, you know, um, forgive me if I mix Stone two and one fine. together. And I tell you it's four, but not three. Does that make sense? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> but we're coming no, from no. the map guy. It doesn't. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Shall I not even cause you any slack? It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, that was your good. No. no. <laughs> well, we had a great time. We, we did. We had a great time. Shall thank we you hope so to have you on the show again. So yeah. sure. I just want to sure. say thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Yes. And we'll see you next time, August 8th. Bye. 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 Bye.